The thing that I really felt God put on my heart today is an encouragement. I feel my job today is to stir your faith and to get inside your guts and say, you know what, 2020 is gonna be your best year yet. And I'm not sure what kind of a season that you've had, but I do know this, is that God goes and moves through seasons. So the season that you are currently in right now probably doesn't look like the season that you came out of many years ago. Life has changed. The season has changed. And so based on that understanding and that knowledge, we know that we can shift from seasons to seasons. And I know that within each season, there are treasures, revelations, knowledge, understanding that God wants to birth inside of us to establish a foundation so that we can step up into the next season that God has for us. So I want to encourage you, maybe right now you're discouraged and you feel this has been a tough year. Or more specifically, because I don't believe that God is subject to the Gregorian calendar, I believe that God is, sub- uh, is sovereign and lives outside of that and God moves within seasons. And so you may have felt like you're in a very difficult season and you're frustrated. I wrote down a couple of things. You might say it was a, a hard year, but God might say it was a hard year, but I was, I was building strength. I was building strength in you. And we can't see it now, but I am convinced that God did more inside of us in 2019 than we actually would give credit to, or maybe have reflected on to understand what God was digging deep within you. That hard moment that you had, God was working inside you. He was changing the way that you view Him. He was changing the way that you worship Him, that you relate to Him. The way that you read scripture is different. You're not the same person that you were at the beginning of the year that you are now. God has done so much more inside of you than you could have ever imagined or maybe potentially even given credit for. And it might only ever reveal itself in the next season from a place of hindsight to look back and say, wow, I now understand why I went through that. I now understand what God was doing. He was building. He was building character, maturity, strength. He was building the very foundation that you needed to be able to go into the next season. So my encouragement this morning is this, is that in the season that you're in right now, give Him praise. Give Him praise. Thank Him for it. When that resistance comes, don't pull away. Don't draw back. Don't retreat. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't let stuff come out of your mouth that is not consistent with the truth of what God says about who you are and who you're called to be, but pull back and say, you know what? I'm going to reset. I'm going to retrust again and allow God to take me through this season because God has so much more. He's not finished with you. He still wants to use you. He still loves you with all of his heart. He still loves you unconditionally. He's still unashamedly, recklessly pursuing you to set you up to have the best year and the season of your life. You might say, you know what, Mark, it was a lonely year. But God might say, I was teaching you how to draw close and rely on my presence. But I felt so lonely. Well, God was wanting to show you how to rely on him and his presence. But I felt alone. 
Well, God was there with you in that. He was there in the midst, in the moment. The Holy Spirit was there. Maybe we didn't acknowledge. Maybe we weren't switched in or tuned in to his presence, but God was there. And God is teaching you that you're never alone. You're not alone. You're not by yourself. God is with you. You might say, Mark, nothing changed. I prayed all year and it's the same. And God might say, but you know what? I was actually changing you. I was changing the depths of who you are through the experiences. You know, nothing gets wasted in God's economy. He can use all of it for the good of those who love him. He can actually take all of that stuff and set you up. You may say, you know what? I never felt like I had a breakthrough. I was praying for a breakthrough. It never came. I was expecting to be here, but right now I'm still here. And God will say, you know what? I was keeping you close. I was keeping you close. You know what? Sometimes I feel like in hindsight that if the breakthrough had have come in my life, I know that I probably wouldn't have been able to handle what God was willing to unleash to me because who I was was not ready to contain it. So we have to trust the process of what the Holy Spirit is doing in our life. God is doing something. And I believe he did more in 2019 than you could ever imagine. You know what? None of it's going to go to waste. One day you're going to draw from it and you're going to look back. Someone's going to come up to you and say, I've got this problem and it's an emergency. Everything is about to fall apart. I cannot live another day. This is horrible. But you had gone through that experience and you'll be able to minister and speak into it straight away because God will use what you went through to bless someone else. How good is God? That's what God does. And so we just need to remain faithful and stay consistent. Now, there's a great scripture and you'll be able to see it on the screen. In fact, uh, it's Ecclesiastes. How do you say Ecclesiastes? Ecclesiastics? Gymnastics, Ecclesiastics. Ecclesiastes 3, 1, 8 says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep, to laugh, to mourn, to dance and to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain, a time to lose, a time to keep, a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. There's so many different seasons that we go through in life. There's so many different journeys, individual journeys that we are currently on right now. I want you to know this is in God's mastery, he is such a master of weaving all of the different seasons that we are going through right now for the greater good of his story of what he's unfolding. You might feel a little bit isolated, like I'm the only one going through this, but you might not realize that the thing that you're going through is the perfect fit within a group or a cluster of a group of other people that together create strength in what God's doing. It's not just about getting stuck and isolated by myself, but trusting him. Every season that I have ever been in, that I've ever gone through has always led me to this, is to a point of trust. Every season, and I've gone, Ellie and I together have been on some seasons and and it's been high seasons and it's been low seasons. I believe that uh, crossing the bridge 
between where you are and where you, God wants you comes down to a decision of trust. If we are going to progress through our seasons, it will come to a crossroads of trust. It always has for me and it always will. Everything about my childhood on the south coast of Australia was awesome. I loved my lifestyle. It were my childhood friends. It was far boy, seaweed. It was uh, another guy, Lister, and another guy, Tynan. Bunch of cool little surf rats. We had, our, we had our BMX bike gang. We all had these hooks on the side with our surfboards, and that was my childhood. In fact, that was my vision for my life. I just wanted to surf for the rest of my life. It would have been a happy life. But it come to a point of decision where God was moving and God was calling me on. And so I reached this place where that season was finished and God said to me, you know what, I'm calling you to Sydney. And boy, was it hard to let go of what was familiar, what was safe, what was consistent, what was easy, reliable. I knew it. I understood it. I had nailed it. I knew where to be, what to do, who to do it with. And I had to let go of all of that to move into the next season that God had for me. And it was a point where I hit a crossroads. I could have chosen to remain on the south coast. I probably still would have had long blonde hair (laughs) and still would have been surfing, still would have been riding my bike up and down as a 40-year-old man, (laughs) unemployed. (laughs) Would have been great. (laughs) No responsibility, no kids. (laughs) But I reached this crossroads where I had to let that go and I would have never have discovered everything that God had for me in Sydney. Moving to Sydney was a great season. Um, I mean, I met Ellie. You're welcome. And uh, (laughs) that was a great season. I met Ellie and we fell in love. We built a home together. We had children and we were in ministry together. It was a great season. Everything was fantastic. And you know what? I would have loved to remain in Sydney. Family was there. We just bought a house and it was great. But we'd reached this point where God started to move and speak to us. God had completed that season within us and the seasons was changing. And so I reached the crossroad where I had to go, you know what, God, am I going to trust you? Or am I not going to trust you? It came down to that one word. Do I trust that you're speaking to me? How that unfolded was still within the church and within, uh, within, under authority because we believe in the authority of the church and, and the people in the church. And so we presented it to a pastor. We feel like our season has finished here. Our pastor agreed. And lo and behold, the phone call comes in a few days later and there's a job opportunity in America. Could you believe that? Now I'm faced with letting go of a Sydney season and I have to make a decision. Do I trust God that God is going to work it out? Not easy to do, right? Especially moving to another country and Texas where there's no surf. And so (laughs) I'm standing there and I'm with Ellie, but having that peace that God was speaking to trust him, you know, it could have gone either way, choose your own adventure, But I believe as you continually trust him, God will open that door. He opened that door and we find ourselves in Texas. Texas was a great season. People are so wonderful. 
Everybody in Texas loves me. They kept saying, God bless his heart all the time. And uh, (laughs) we had great, I mean, $5 food. You get twice the amount in Texas. It is awesome. And the steak in Texas is fantastic. I mean, Texas is so good. Just the weather. We'll throw that on the side and forget about that right now with how hot it is in summer. But the people, uh, it was, we were safe. Uh, we were in, in ministry. We were feeling like we were making a difference. We are having influence. But we reached a point where we felt the Holy Spirit say, you know what? I called you here to this church to heal, but I'm going to send you somewhere else to flourish and do what God's called you to do. And so we reached this crossroads where we had to trust him again. Are we going to trust you, God, that it's you speaking to us? Some of you may this morning be at a crossroads where the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and the Holy Spirit is saying, you're going to let go of some stuff and trust me because I'm going to make it happen. I can do it. I'm going to make it happen. You've got to trust in the promises and the faithfulness of God. You know what? We came out to California and it was fantastic. We had an incredible time and uh, we are having an incredible time and we ended up um, uh, at New Life Church and it's a great church. We love Doug and Crystal, but we got to a point where we reached that crossroads again. Can you see there's a theme here? You keep going through the different seasons of your life and you reach a crossroads. Do I marry this person or don't I marry this person? Do I take this job or don't I take this job? Do I buy this house or don't I buy this house? Do I have another child or don't I have another child? And the crossroads keep coming up. And what I've found is that I need to run to God in those moments and allow God to speak to me. And the Holy Spirit is so faithful and he will begin to reveal to you how to make the right decision. And California was fantastic. New life was great. And it was really great. It was comfortable. And um, we were living in a great apartment. We were, you know, I think we just bought a house. And, and it was just, everything was fantastic. But the Holy Spirit started speaking. And we reached this crossroad. And God was saying, I called you here to plant a church. And so we had to let go of what was safe, what was familiar, what was comfortable, what was predictable, what was reliable. We had to let go of all of those things and say, Holy Spirit, are you speaking this to us? And as the Holy Spirit spoke, we hit that crossroad and he revealed in his beautiful way that he has consistently done throughout our life, our marriage, and we trusted the Holy Spirit, didn't know if it was going to work or not. And the Holy Spirit, again, does what only he can do. You know what? You might say, you know what, this sounds like, I'll tell you this, we never made any of the decisions to transition between the seasons out of frustration. We never made it out of anger. We never made it out of guilt. We never made the decisions out of fear. We made it because the Holy Spirit spoke. And I've found that when I've, I've made decisions out of anger and, and just gone, you know what, stuff it, I'm done. And off I go, I've watched the Holy Spirit almost go silent almost, I feel like I walk into an abyss, a self-inflicted desert. But the Holy Spirit's so great and so gentle that you'll find that there's another crossroads waiting for you right there in the desert. And the Holy Spirit gently guides you back on course to what he's called you to. I love this. It's, uh, and this is um, a great scripture uh, in, in the Bible here. It's uh, 
It says in Psalm 75, 5, 7, it says, Do not lift up your horn on high. Do not speak with a stiff neck. For exaltation comes neither from the east nor the west nor the south. But God is judge. He puts one down and he exalts another. God lifts one up and God pulls another down. God is orchestrating. Let me ask you this. Is God lifting you up and is God pulling you down? Is he doing the shifting? Is he doing the directing? Is he the one that is speaking into your life? So when you come to that crossroad, you make the right decision because the Holy Spirit has inspired you to do what God has called you to do. Amen. So the main theme of this message is trust. This is the heart of what we're talking about this morning. Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8 says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. And I want you to listen to this. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Blessed is the one who trusts the Lord. When you reach your crossroads, you will have to choose whether to trust God or trust self. And the promise of scripture is blessed is the one who trusts the Lord. What is he saying here? Is that although you make a decision to trust him and it may seem like the wrong decision and everything got worse, but you know it's the right decision, you can know that God is faithful. And that God eventually in his time is going to do what he can do. Jeremiah 17, 5, says, uh, 5, 6 says, this is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh and whose heart turns away from the Lord. The per- that person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert uh, in a salt land where no one lives. So we have a choice, a very clear choice. Do we trust ourselves, or do we trust God when it comes to the crossroad of decision? And I encourage you, every day when you wake up, you will be faced with decisions that you have to make every single day. Do I expose myself to that on social media or don't I? Do I allow that movie or that scene to get into my soul or don't I? Do I allow that negative toxic relationship to continue or don't I? We have decisions that we make every single day and those decisions are either building into the foundation of what God's doing or they're subtracting away from. And the Holy Spirit is so gracious, He's so faithful and He's so consistent that He will speak and He will guide and He will gently lead you to the right way, the right path. If we trust in the Lord, not if we trust in our own ability and our own gift, but we trust what God has for us. Do you know what? Um, in my bag, could I have my bag there for a sec, the black one? We eleven oh seven. Thank you. I've got a little something here for you. This is a little educational scenario. Okay, here we go. This here is, this is an L plate. Anybody seen one of these before? All the Australians? (laughs) 
Who here remembers going for their driving to test to get their license? Who here didn't pass on the first go? You don't have to put your hand. <laughs> I saw that hand. <laughs> Australia has a very different system to America when it comes to getting. I love America. This place is awesome and it's so easy to get your driver's license, which is, might not be a good thing, but it's so good. <laughs> that it's so easy to get your driver's license. So I'm going to talk you through this right here real quick. This is what's called an L-plate, a learner's permit in order to drive a car. That is a 90 kilometre an hour symbol, not miles. So you can settle down right there. Um, To start with, to get your L-plates, you have to get a driver's logbook. That's $13 and $17 if you lose it. You have to complete 120 hours of driving practice, including 20 hours of nighttime driving. That's five, 20, if you drove 24 hours a day, that will be five days. It's going to take you a year. Is it about the same here? No one knows. (laughs) See, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) You have to be at least 16. You have to be able to prove your identity. (laughs) You have to pass, (coughs) sorry, got a frog in my throat like Ellie. You have to pass an eyesight test. And the fastest you're allowed to drive is 55, that's uh, 90, is 55 miles an hour. And then once you pass the driver knowledge test, it's, a four, it's $47 for each attempt to pass the knowledge test, $47 every attempt, plus a $25 administration fee. Now, once you've completed that, you are now ready to have what we call your red peas. Your red peas are... It's like you've progressed to the next level. You don't have to have supervision. You don't have to have your parents in the car. You still can't drive around at night with other kids in the car and so forth. But you're, you're, you've got your freedom right here. This P represents freedom. And uh, in order to get freedom, you have to have done all the requirements of the learner. And then you have to pass the red P uh, driving test, which is an actual driving test. And that's $58 each attempt. administration fee. You have to pass a hazard perception test, which is on a computer. And that's very difficult because it's like got cars coming at you from the side and everything. And that's $59 plus $25 administration fee. Fastest you're allowed to go is still 55 miles an hour. Now, uh, if you pass that, which is good. And by the way, the test, the driving test for the P's, you've got to do uh, like a a reverse park on a hill, you've got to do a three-point turn, you've got to, I mean, it's ridiculously difficult and it's really easy to fail, right? Am I, am I telling the truth here? You have to get driving lessons. Parents, you have to tap out because there's absolutely no way that you would be able to know all the rules. And then, I don't know all the rules. And then once you pass that, you go on to your green peas. Now, your green peas, you have to have for 24 months, two years, you have had to hold your P1 for at least 12, though, and you have to pass the license test. That's $93 plus a $25 administration fee, and the fastest you're allowed to go is 62 miles an hour. 62. You've got to be on these things for 24 months, and you have to pay to do it. Is this getting crazy, right? Police state. <laughs> now, to get off these all together and be on an unrestricted license, you have to hold your P2 for at least 24 months. And if you want to get a five-year license, it's $188 plus a $25 administration fee. 
or if you want to get a 10-year license, it's $348 plus a 25 administration fee. So all up, it'll take you four years to get an unrestricted license in Australia and it will cost you $743 if you do everything perfectly and don't fail anything, which pretty much no one does. And if that's not including any of the maintenance and fuel costs that it will cost you to drive all of that <laughs> to do that. Can I get an amen? <laughs> you know, when I was young, do you know what I thought to myself? I thought I could progress from the L straight to the unrestricted license. I wanted to jump ahead and just go straight to no restrictions, living the dream. That's what I wanted to do. And I thought this is exactly what we do in our relationship with God. We try to jump ahead of the current season that God's got us in and go ahead to the next season because we're done with this one. And we don't like the way that things are turning out and the way that things are going. God wants to take you to the next season. But I'll tell you this, there are no shortcuts in God's economy. God needs to establish the character, the maturity, the resilience, the ability to be able to handle the pressure that God wants to put on your shoulders. And until we have the maturity to handle that, God will not progress us to that next season because He knows that could be the very thing that will take you out of your relationship with God. We have to trust the process. And I want to jump ahead and I want to go forward. But you know what? God is so gracious that He sometimes keeps us in a season. And it seems like the season is never ending. It's like, God, have you forgotten about me? Why hasn't this come to pass yet? I'm so frustrated. But God is so gracious. God knows. God is in control. You know what, I want to be the kind of person that has that ability to say, you know what, I'm going to trust you, God. And this is what I've learned. There's a process because God's got a purpose. There's a process because God's got a purpose. Every day is a new day to decide to either keep trusting God or to not trust Him every single day. There's one thing that you can trust, though, is that every season and every day, in your relationship with God, in your journey with God, trust is going to be a theme throughout it. Trust is going to be the theme. You're going to have to constantly make decisions to trust Him, to say, God, not my way, but your way. I want to do it this way, but God, I'm just going to trust you. God has a purpose for every season. Currently, the season you're in right now, I would be asking this, these questions. What is God trying to teach you, challenge you, Awakening you, stretching you, convicting you, compel you, comfort you. What is he trying to prepare in you right now in the current season that you're in right now? You know, I think about the, the rich young ruler. Exactly the same thing. It says here in Mark 10, it says, now he was going out on the road and one came running. The rich young ruler came running and knelt down and asked him the question, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Now, you don't go running to someone unless you believe that that person's got the answer. And this guy is rich, so we know he's affluent. We know that he has means. We know that he has the ability, probably has people that work for him, probably doesn't work himself. And here's a guy who runs to the feet of Jesus and says, what must I do 
So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but, uh, but one, that is God. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, bear false witness, defraud, honor your father and mother. And he answered, he said to him, teacher, all of these things I've kept from my youth. Then Jesus looking at him, loved him and then said to him, one thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. What a beautiful exchange. What an opportunity right there for a beautiful exchange. Your treasure's on earth for a treasure in heaven. And right at that point, the rich young ruler hit a crossroad. Do I trust in myself, my materialism, my self-sufficiency, everything that I have acquired, everything that makes me feel safe, secure, that's familiar, that's easy, that's known? Or do I lean not on my own understanding, but trust Him and acknowledge Him and watch God do what only God can do? It says here, sadly, that he went away sad for he had great possessions. And that to me is really sad. So I've got here, just to finish up, we read Ecclesiastes, amen? And I realised something with all the different seasons. There was a season for war, a season for life, a season for sowing, a season for reaping. I noticed that there was a season missing. There was no season to quit. There was no season to give up. I don't encourage you right now. I don't know what season you're in. Some of you I know what season you're in. Some of you I don't know what season you're in. I don't know what's going on in your world right now. But there ain't, there ain't no season in Scripture to quit, to give up. There ain't no season to draw back and say, that's it, I'm out. There's only what I see, seasons but where we continually have to trust him and say, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to acknowledge you. I'm going to let you do what you can do. Because God is a faithful God. And as we go through these seasons and as we trust him and we don't quit, we watch and see God build and establish what he needs to build so that we can get to that next place that God has for us. And mark my words, God has something new for you. You may be at the beginning of a new season right now, a new relationship, a new marriage, you might be expecting, you might be purchasing a house, you might be whatever season, a new job, you might be in a season right now right? and that could be exciting. Maybe you're at the end of a season and you're just, God, where are you? I'm telling you this morning, he's there, he's with you. Don't quit, don't draw back, lean in, trust in him because he is a faithful God. He is the one. And I say, I'll finish with this scripture. It's Psalm 56 verse 3 says, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Can I say this? Maybe someone broke your trust. My encouragement to you is this. Run to the one who can't break your trust. Maybe someone hurt you. Run to the one who can't break your trust. Jesus, maybe, maybe you had expectations and they never got met and you're frustrated. Well, run to the one who can't break your trust. Don't run to someone else. Run to the one who can't break your trust. I'm going to pray this morning. Do you receive the word? I'm going to pray this morning.
don't we all close our eyes? Holy Spirit, I pray that you would begin to minister, Lord, into our souls this morning. God, I pray for a stirring of faith. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that your word shall not return void. I thank you, God, that you will use every season for your glory. Lord, that whatever season we are in right now, somehow in your way and in your timing, it is building into the bigger picture of your story. And so God, I pray, Lord, that there would be a measure of faith that would rise up in this church, in people's hearts, Lord, to grab a hold of, trusting in the truth of your word. Lord, we thank you that your promises, Lord, that have been spoken from scripture into the heart of people in this church are still yes and amen. Lord, even though it seems like there's in a drought. Lord, we thank you that the floodgates are going to open. Lord, I pray that you would establish everything that you need to. Lord, I pray for a vulnerability, Lord, for a humility and Lord, an availability, Lord, in this room this morning to say, God, keep doing what you're doing. Keep building what you're building. Lord, keep unleashing, keep bringing those convictions, those challenges, Lord, those promptings, those inspirations, God. Lord, whatever it is that you are working, God, we pray that you have full permission in this place this morning to keep it going. Lord, we thank you, God, that you are faithful. And Lord, we are in this race to win the prize. This ain't a sprint, it's a marathon. And this morning, God, we pray that you would give us the legs and lungs of a marathoner, Lord, so that we can run this race in such a way, Lord, to see the prize come to pass. Lord, we thank you that you're a good, gracious God.